Hello, Americans and people of all stripes, of all walks of life, of all nationalities all over the world. Today is November 2nd, 2020. And right now, we are one day away from the American election. Will Donald Trump remain the president or will Joe Biden be the president? That is the choice. That's what we're left with. May God help us all. Here we go. It's going to be a crazy week. You can feel it. Like, we all know everything's kind of nuts and lockdown and racism and everything feels crazy and pandemics and all of that. But you could really feel it. If you're an online creature right now, if you're in the, I don't know, I guess the YouTube comment section or you're on Twitter or wherever you do your thing, whether you're looking at baby pictures on Facebook, at which somehow devolve into a debate about Trump or just like Everything feels particularly crazy right now, and it is going to continue to feel crazy today, all of tomorrow, and for God only knows how long after after the election, because we don't even know if, if either side will say they lost or either side will say they won, or will anyone have true results? Will anyone trust the results? I mean, it really, it really is nuts, and it, and it feels like, like joking aside, it does feel like the system itself is in flux right now. Uh, it feels like everything's in flux, which in many ways I think was the inevitable conclusion of the last couple of years. You know, of Trump coming in saying he was gonna drain the swamp, fighting the media, the media fighting back. Like it has all sort of led us here. Doesn't it kind of feel like that if you, if you step back just a little bit that it almost is like, oh, this is exactly where we were gonna be a day before the election. So obviously today, guys, uh, we're gonna talk plenty about the election. I also want to talk, and we're going to show you the full video uh, about Kamala Harris because she tweeted out a video yesterday. And you know, I try not to tweet on the weekends, but when the vice presidential presidential candidate goes full Marxist, full woke Marxist, Dave's got a tweet. And my phone was blowing up yesterday. People were sending me this thing, and I was like, I've got to say something about it. So we're going to show you this video, this very short video. It's about a minute and a half or so video that Kamala Harris posted where she is deeply, deeply, deeply confused about what America is all about. And she does not seem to understand, or maybe she does, and that's even more disturbing, the difference between equality, which is what you're guaranteed in America, uh, and equity, which is not what you're guaranteed. Um, And we'll unpack that and discuss why. And then uh, the third story I wanna talk about today is that Gretchen Whitmer, who is the authoritarian, very Botoxed uh, governor of Michigan, she has new COVID lockdown rules and they're gonna start taking lists, people. These people love lists. They love lists. They're gonna start taking names for people that uh, show up at restaurants. I mean, and then there's series of other things. And she's just been absolutely one of the worst lockdown governors. And it was like, didn't they find her on a boat with a bunch of friends a couple months ago when she was trying to keep everybody locked down? Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that, but obviously we're gonna focus mostly on the election today. Uh, so I wanna start and we're gonna show you a little video uh, as, I'm, as I'm rolling out this story. I wanna start with the election stuff. And on Saturday, I went to what I suppose will be the final uh, Beverly Hills Donald Trump rally. Now you guys know that two weeks ago I was at a Trump rally. So actually what happened to give you the full chronological order of this whole thing is three weeks ago I was 
having brunch. I never go out. We never go out anymore. We, we cook all the time and, and we love to cook around here. We never go out, but we had friends in from out of town. We ended up going out to brunch and on the drive home from brunch was a Trump rally. I had no idea that there had been these Trump rallies in Beverly Hills. You know, I'd randomly seen some pictures, but I didn't realize it was like a weekly thing like that. And we saw the Trump rally and we were like, all right, we just gotta get out. Like, let's just see what it is because you're not gonna believe this, guys. I don't really trust the mainstream media and when they tell you that all the people there are white supremacists and mean, bad, deplorable people, well, I wanted to see it for myself. You know, do some old fashioned on the ground fact checking. Anyway, we parked, we had to park a couple blocks away because it was jam packed and, and we went there. And then most of you saw the video because I went back so two weeks ago, I went back and I did a video, which if you haven't seen, we posted on right here on YouTube, so you can take a look at that. And what I saw was absolutely amazing. I, I saw happy, fun, curious, cool, funky, weird people of every stripe, black, white, gay, Hispanic, Christian, Jew, Muslim, blah, 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 everybody just having a good time proud to support America, American flags everywhere, Trump flags, people arguing about politics but happy to do it, uh, people that were there just kind of looking around like, oh, there's others, there's others. Actually, when I went back just this past Saturday, uh, one of the interesting things that I thought was, for any of you that have ever uh, been to a gay pride parade, especially when, when you go, I think when you're a younger person and you suddenly see that there are other people out there, not, that there are other people who maybe feel something that you feel or think something that you feel. And that, putting aside, I'm not, even, I'm not comparing Trumpism to, <laughs> to being gay or something like that, but you get what I'm saying. Like when you just go and suddenly there's a lot of people and you're like, oh, they kind of think something that I think. And you're kind of shocked that they're there. That's what it used to feel like when I, when I went to gay pride parades years ago. I haven't been in a long time. Um, and that's kind of what the Trump thing felt like. Like you can't believe, oh my God, these are people who live in LA. These are people who maybe live in Beverly Hills. Uh, and there's all sorts of people here and it's so the reverse of what the media says. So anyway, so I went back this past Saturday and it was absolutely massive. I, I don't know how many thousands of people there, but all the cars honking, all the flags flying, all the stuff, you know, everybody's saying hi to me. Uh, there was a great girl, I think Savannah, if you're watching, she brought Don't Burn This Book, which I signed for her, I even remember your name. And I took selfies with a million people and all that. Anyway. We were, we were there for about 15 minutes and then I heard a rumor. Someone came up to me and was like, did you hear that Dennis Prager's gonna be here? So I, I texted uh, Dennis's wife and I said, are you guys coming? And they had just parked and I, so I met Dennis a little bit outside of the, of the parade, the festivities, whatever you wanna call it, the rally. And uh, we walked in together and I did do a Periscope video of this and we were gonna put it on YouTube, but there were so many phones there that I think the system was overloaded. So the quality the quality's pretty beat up, but you can find it on Twitter if you wanna see it. And we went in there and Dennis being there, I mean, it's nice that a lot of people recognize me that I'm happy to say hi to people and take pictures and all that stuff. But Dennis, it was as if Trump himself, Trump himself got there. People were chanting and screaming. There was a group of like 50 guys doing a dance around Dennis. And, and it was hot and it was sunny and everyone's sweating and just, some people had masks, some people didn't have masks. Anyway, I'm telling you all of this because I think it's just important if you haven't fully figured it out yet, the stuff that they're telling you, the stuff that they're showing you, it's just not real. It's just not real. And the, the Trump rallies that are happening, all thousands and thousands and thousands of good people. I'm, by the way, if there were the other thing, if there were Biden rallies, 
with thousands and thousands of people. Uh, I and, and one would have been local to me, I would have attended to it. I suspect it would have been a lot less fun and, and probably far less welcoming for me, uh, but I would have attended and I would have talked about it as honestly as I possibly could. There just aren't any rallies. You know, you get Kamala showing up in front of six, six people socially distanced or Biden showing up in front of four cars that are socially distanced or this, this video of Obama giving a speech. I'm not even, maybe he was in Pennsylvania, I'm not totally sure where he's literally just standing in front of like five people. I mean, they're, they're, the pollsters and all the media and everything else, they're telling us, don't see what you can actually see. Don't see all those thousands of people out there. And of course, someone attending a rally is not a, it's not a significant, it's not an automatic um, recognition that that person is going because one person has big rallies and one person doesn't. But if you just talk about the, the grassroots support, the excitement on one side, versus whatever it is on the other side. And there is a level of excitement on the other side. And what that level of excitement is actually, is that Wolf Blitzer even tweeted out that in DC they're boarding up all of the restaurants and stores and all of that. And that's happening right here in LA, by the way. And it's happening in Portland and Seattle and New York and all that. Because we know, I mean, without question, if Trump wins, there is going to be crazy violence. This is what the left has sort of unearthed and basically said, is okay. So when we had all of the riots a couple months ago uh, because of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and Antifa and all that, it was like the left was basically saying, yeah, you're allowed to do this and violence isn't violence. And if you destroy property, that's not violence. And you can stop people from getting on a bridge or going down the road or whatever you want to do uh, because we've got to fight systemic racism, which, which doesn't even exist, although they're trying to put it on the ballot here in California, which I talked about the other day. Um, we know that there will be violence. And, and it, I mentioned the Wolf Blitzer tweet on this. Uh, which we should have pulled up, but you guys can you guys can snag it right now if you're if you're on Twitter, um, because the implication is that oh they're boarding up because there's going to be violence and violence is sort of a 50-50 thing like violence could come from either side for any reason everything else but we know like I don't think you have to think I'm um, <laughs> some mad genius to know that obviously if Trump wins the the Antifa crew the progressives like they will they will unleash hell. They, they will, it just, it just is. That's what they've done, that's what they've promised to do. And by the way, there will be no Democrats that, that try to stop it. Two days later, they'll give half-assed statements, but in a weird way, they'll be cheered on it, right? They'll, they'll be cheered, they'll be cheering on the, the thing, okay? That's number one. Now try to, try to figure out the reverse. Let's say Biden wins. Let's say Biden wins tomorrow, and it really is conclusive, right? Not, not even contested. Biden wins in a landslide, you know, he wins 48 states, the, the popular vote, like it's all there. Do you think Trump supporters are going to be out on the streets burning down cities, burning down their towns, destroying uh, Wendy's and Targets? Like, no. Do you think they'll be attacking small businesses and attacking people on the streets? The, the answer is no. But I know a lot of people don't see that. Like if you watch mainstream media, you kind of think it's a 50-50 thing or you think that these white Christian militias are roaming the streets to threaten people. I mean, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, yet there's a certain set of people that believe that it does. And that's, that's pretty freaking dangerous. And of course, that gets back to the war on reality that I've been talking about, that depending on what you're listening to and who you're listening to, uh, you may view the world in, in very different situations. So look, it's gonna be an interesting, 
I was going to say I was going to say 48 hours. First, I was going to say 24 hours, but that just gets us to tomorrow morning, and 48 hours just gets us to uh, to Wednesday morning. It's it's going to be an interesting situation here for however long it takes to to pan out. I, I do want to say a couple other things. You know, look, in the last few weeks, I obviously publicly said that I was going to support Trump. I think I've in the last year, I think in many ways, if, if for any of you that have watched my political evolution, and you can quite literally find videos from a little, about four and a half years ago where I was supporting Bernie, right? And I was a progressive and a lefty, and as you guys know, I was on the Young Turks and blah, blah, blah. Um, four years ago, I, I supported Gary Johnson because I really despised Hillary, and I really didn't want to vote for Trump. And I thought, well, I'm here in California, and I mostly line up with libertarian ideas, so this is sort of a protest vote. Um, I don't think you can do a protest vote this time. You know, I just don't see how that's legit. I mean, obviously, for whatever negligible momentum or visibility Gary Johnson had, I mean, Joe Jorgensen has just had absolutely nothing, right? J Gary Johnson, at least as the third party guy, had a couple moments, the where's Aleppo moment, either not being able to name a foreign leader moment. I mean, they weren't good moments, but there were moments where people were like, oh, I know who Gary Johnson is. Now, I had Joe Jorgensen on the show. I think she's a perfectly lovely person. You guys know my feelings about libertarian ideas. I just think that this time around, the rubber has met the road. Like, which way do you want America to go? Do you want America to, tomorrow or on January 20th, be anything close to the America that has existed for over 250 years? Do you want America to be something that it is proud of? Do you want capitalism to continue? Do you want the, the Constitution to be a document that continues to govern us and the Bill of Rights and the branches of government? Do you want some level of patriotism and pride in this operation? Or do you want to reverse all of those things? And I want to be very clear about this because people say, Dave, every time you say that, Biden doesn't want to reverse all of these things. Again, guys, Biden is just the host. Biden is Sigourney Weaver. And what lays within her stomach is an evil alien that will burst forth once he is in the White House. Biden obviously has dementia or something else. He has flummoxed and flubbered and fallen over words and sentences and gotten lost and all of those things. I don't mean that to be glib, as I keep saying. There are times when I do mean it to be glib because it's so ridiculous. I can't get one blue check, publicly influential person on the left to get go on the record and say they don't think something's wrong with him. So you've got all of these people who are supposedly enlightened, right? Like these enlightened, bright, educated political people and they're all, they all knowingly are supporting someone that they think is something, has some cognitive problems. Like that strikes me as a bit of a, of a moral quandary or a bit of a internal problem, right? Um, but again, Biden himself is not the thing. The thing is the thing that's coming behind him. So let's talk about the thing that's coming behind him because it is very much linked to his running mate, Kamala Harris. And you guys know my feelings about her and I'm sure most of you watch the VP debates. I think she's deeply unlikable, but that, that just sort of is what it is. There's an entitled air to her. Don't talk when I'm talking and I'm talking now. And you know, there's and that cackle and all of that stuff. Okay, fine. She posted a video, which I referenced earlier. She posted this video yesterday about equity on Twitter. It's a little animated video and, I, and there's subtitles and, and keep your audio up. I, I watch this video and then we're gonna discuss it after. And if you think four or five years ago when I was saying, guys, there's something wrong with the left and liberalism and leftism have nothing to do with each other anymore. And these people are actually counter to American values. And I've laid my, out my case over the last couple of years, very honestly, I think. 
Um, I, I felt it was always gonna come down to this. So now we're literally, she posted this yesterday, two days before the election, in essence, coming out as the most woke Marxist you possibly could. Let's take a look at the video. So there's a big difference between equality and equity. Equality suggests, oh, everyone should get the same amount. The problem with that, not everybody's starting out from the same place. So if we're all getting the same amount, but you started out back there and I started out over here, we could get the same amount, but you're still gonna be that far back behind me. It's about giving people the resources and the support they need so that everyone can be on equal footing and then compete on equal footing. Equitable treatment means we all end up at the same place. gotta talk okay there's a lot there it opens up by saying there's a big difference between equality and equity everyone should get the same amount uh, no everyone shouldn't get the same amount you want equality meaning that everyone is living under the same laws so that they have the opportunity to pursue whatever they want they have the opportunity to pursue happiness right uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So you want laws to make sure you have a chance to do that. So, so the very first sentence of the thing, in essence, is wrong. Everyone should get the same amount. That's not really what America is about, getting the same amount, as if it's the government's job to get you something. It's your job to get you something. And almost everything that is good and worth getting is because individual people have had individual ideas and have built companies and businesses and TV shows and comedies and products and whatever it might be, and then pursued that on their own terms and made good things that have inspired people to do that again. That's a beautiful thing about capitalism. So she's, she's mistaken right at the beginning. Equality is not about that everyone should get the same amount. Equality is saying, we're gonna give you equal opportunity, equal laws, and it, she is right about one thing. Not everyone starts at the same place. So let, let's discuss that, because that seems to be a little bit of a confusion. Not everyone is born in the exact same place. To everyone watching this right now, I was born in a different set of circumstances than you were, and you were born in a different set of circumstances than everyone. And by the way, often, even within your own family, one sibling might be brought up when the parents were doing really well and there was only one kid and they might've gotten a bunch more and had more attention and everything else. And then maybe one of the parents lost their job or there was a divorce or someone became an alcoholic or a series of other things. And then the second kid grows up in a, in a potentially broken family, has parents that aren't available as much. Maybe they had to move to a different town where the schools aren't as good. I mean, the idea that we should all be right here at the beginning. It's, it's so crazy, it's anti-human, guys. That's the thing that you need to understand. When they're pushing this idea of equity on you, they are doing something is, that is anti-human. The idea we're all gonna start off in the same place. It is literally impossible, unless you want to just destroy everybody, that you can maybe bring up the, I mean, you can't do it. You'd have to kill an awful lot of people. But that we'd start at the same place. But then what was the most dangerous part of what she said was that we'll all end up at the same place. Can you imagine a world like that? What do you mean we'll all end up in the same place? So do you think 
that Elon Musk, who is sending us to Mars and building underground tunnels in Los Angeles and who is a, you know, one of the leading geniuses of our time, or, or Henry Ford, or Albert Einstein, or anyone, or is Michael Jordan, should Michael Jordan have ended up in the exact same place as some guy who has no talent whatsoever and doesn't work very hard and the rest of it? Of course not. But this is why it is anti-human, what they are telling you. They are telling, we're gonna start you at the same place, which is an absolute impossibility, and then we're gonna get you to the same place. And then, you know, they have a bird and they're on a, you know, the sun is there and, you know, they're on a hill and it sort of sounds nice. But this is the great trick that the left has pulled with people. And it and for the average person watching that, I suppose she tweets that out and it got a lot of traction. And people go, oh, this sounds so nice. This sounds so nice. I guess we will take from some because some people have a little bit more. You know, you could be born rich. You could be born rich and you could blow it all. You could be born with nothing. What story do we all love? What story is like the quintessential American story? The family that came here with nothing or the kid that grew up in the projects and then became something, right? Like became something. That, that is what we love. We love the story of overcoming. And what they're saying is we can somehow rejigger the system so that you'll start in the same place and end in the same place. It's anti-human. And it's, and it's scary actually. And this, that she released this video, that they felt this was the right video to release uh, 48 hours before the election, like really unmask this stuff. We are woke Marxist. And does, does Joe Biden believe in any of that? I mean, look, what did Joe Biden do? Without getting into the whole Hunter Biden laptop and everything else, Joe Biden gave his son access to all sorts of things that made his son an incredible amount of money, right? Now he did that because his son is his son, and he was a very influential guy, right? I'm not even getting into all the specifics of, of the scandal, right? It's, it almost seems like that, that train has, has left the station already. But he did it to put his son with the best opportunity to flourish or whatever else, and then Hunter obviously had, had a series of problems. But if Joe believed that everyone should start at the same place, then why did he give his son the connections to get the big job at Burisma and everything else? Why didn't he give it to some random person? Right, because nobody believes this. Nobody actually believes in this stuff for themselves. They believe in it for other people. And this is so consistent with basically everything progressives do about everything. Gavin Newsom, his kids go to private school. He's the governor of California, right? Elizabeth Warren, her kids go to private school and then she'll also rail against school choice. The, the, the level of hypocrisy is absolutely off the charts. And I think this is the reason I wanted to play this is because look how it's packaged. It's so pleasant and it's so obviously good. What they're not telling you is when they're raising that first guy, it's not that they're raising him because you know how you get raised? You get raised in the system through hard work, through education, through family, through a belief system, through all of those things. All that, that this country can do for you is what it has guaranteed us from the beginning, which is that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We'll protect your life, we're gonna make, you know, hopefully you're not gonna be shot when you walk out of your house. Liberty, you can live free and hopefully do what you want to do. These are somewhat, um, they, they're sort of vague terms at some level because that the responsibility is on you. And then you can pursue your happiness. But the idea, you're gonna, we're gonna lift you. No, we're not lifting anyone. We're, we're, we're gonna do is destroy people. But that's also secondary to the end of that thing. You don't, I, I don't think anyone watching this, please correct me if I'm wrong. Do you wanna live in a society where we all end up in the same place? We're, 
It's, it's the reverse of the human mind. It's the reverse of human ingenuity. It's the reverse of what history is. And that's what's on the ballot. I hate to tell you, that's what's on the ballot. So here we are. So it's like, you can either be for that or you can be for the imperfect, fairly corrupt New York City businessman who's orange, but for some reason has been tasked with saving the union. And it sort of seems to be like a task that he's up to and he's woken up enough people. And as I said to Glenn Beck on his podcast a couple of days ago, Trump started mapping how do you fight these people and win instead of being a Republican that fights them and loses like John McCain or Mitt Romney. And that's not a knock on either one of them as a person. They tried to do it a certain way, it didn't work. And Trump said, I'm gonna do it the other way. But what they're telling you is we want you to be the same at the beginning and the same at the end, absolutely impossible. And then what are we also gonna do? Well, as I talked about last week, California has a proposition right now to put systemic racism back in the system. They will look at your ethnicity and your skin color and your gender and your sexuality when the government of California is hiring if this proposition is passed. That is what we got rid of with the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Now we're gonna put it back in, in the name of tolerance. So the tolerance of today is the intolerance of 1964. You guys get it yet? That is what is on the ballot right now. While Donald Trump, you know what he's been doing? He was getting critical race theory out of the, the federal government. He was getting Title IX out of the universities. The choice is yours. I mean, the choice just seems so obvious. It just seems so obvious to me. And, and I'll say something else, which is, you know, we will get out of this thing. Like, I don't think, and you, you can find videos of me back in March when the lockdown was starting. I was saying literally a week into it, the old world is not coming back. I, I think a lot of people think that if, if Joe Biden becomes president, that somehow the old world that we remember, whatever that was, even though it feels like a, a dream or it was, or sleepwalking or something at the moment, it's like, I think people think, oh, if we can just get this old guy back in who was around for 47 years, he acts like a politician, he's old, something about Obama, if we can just get that guy back in, like the old system will come back. Guys, that system is not coming back. The world is deeply changed forever between the, the way we've acquiesced our individual liberty and, and allowed these lockdowns to continue, uh, between the, the amount of big tech, uh, the amount of power that big tech has over us, all of these things, the way the mainstream media has been completely unmasked, you know, so it's like when, when there's a riot and there's a zillion people out on the streets and it's, uh, they'll say, oh, this is, there'll literally be articles about how nobody got COVID because of that, you know what I mean? Because they're outside and it's fresh air or something, but then they'll, the same uh, organizations will tell you, oh, Trump rally, super spreader, man. Like it's, Everything has been exposed, everything is up there, and there's incredible opportunity in that, by the way, and that, that's one of the reason I'm, reasons I'm not a hysterical lunatic right now. Like, I'm actually feeling very good about the world. I'm, I'm nervous about what could happen tomorrow, and I'm definitely nervous. Look, if Biden wins and all of these horrible ideas are injected back into the government and the mainstream media, which has been so awful and negligent, uh, if they're empowered again, and, and then you see what some of these people are talking about with truth and reconciliation commissions, and they'd love to have lists of people and, and the rest of it, and we'll, we'll talk about lists in just a sec, um, there's, there's dangerous stuff on the horizon for sure. But if you wanna think, if, you, if you're, let's say you're on the fence right now, right? Again, it's always that, that little sliver of people that still haven't figured out what they wanna do. 
Well, I think you know what happens. Biden comes in and you never you never really get back, but we've empowered what I would say are all the bad forces, the forces of big government, the forces of big tech, the forces of of all of the of of big media, like all of that stuff becomes empowered. And in the last 4 years it got weakened and that was actually good, but that does bring some of the chaos that exists right now, but that that's sort of what had to happen. It was going to be a byproduct of it. If Trump wins, I think that there is a chance that in a second term, Trump will feel emboldened enough. And, and not only Trump, but average people will feel emboldened enough. We're done with cancel culture. We're not playing the stupid game anymore. We're done with the nonsensical BS partisan mainstream media. Like all of them will be unmasked. I think there will be a resurgence of patriotism in America. Um, I think I think all of these people that always say, oh, but the Europeans hate us now, the rest of the world's laughing at us. I don't think it's true. And even if it was true, frankly, I wouldn't care. I care what I think of me and my my co-Americans, my my brothers and sisters think of me. I'm not worried about what what Europeans are thinking of us. I think there's a chance we could we could start opening the country again. It would be it would would there be risk? Yes, there would be risk. There is risk when you walk outside of your house, you might get hit by a car. Um, but I think there could actually be a resurgence of something good, something that we don't even really maybe understand, something that would be akin to like maybe like a Reagan style, you know, remember Rocky Four when you could freaking fly the flag and it was like, America, you were proud to be an American. Like, I think, I think people are ready for that again. It only comes one way. It does not come through equity. It does not come through the 1619 project. It does not come through running around saying half of your, fellow citizens are bigots and racists and all of that, right? For all the frustrations I have with these leftist ideas, like I think the average person's just confused and I wanna show them there's a, there's a better way. And I do think there's a better way. Um, but but if, you, if you map the future in a different way than I do, I'd love to hear it. I really would love to hear it. Like if you think somehow Biden winning leads us to more freedom and that we won't be in endless lockdowns and just told what to do and that big tech would be more empowered to silence people. If you don't think any of those things are true, then I'd love to hear it. But I think there's a chance that like we really can get past this thing. Like it's, it just feels like it's all been leading up to this election. And if we can break through now, then maybe there really is a chance. That, that's the way I see it. That's the way, uh, that's what leaves me without feeling crazy all the time and, and also hearing from you guys that a lot of you feel the same way. Uh, so let's just, let's just do one more thing, um, which is it's sort of election related because it's COVID related and everything's kind of election related. And, uh, and actually, before I get to it, I should tell you guys that tomorrow I'm going to be live in studio during the election at the beginning of the evening with the Daily Wire guys. Uh, then I'm going to come back home. I'm going to do some some stuff with the Blaze people. We'll probably do a short live stream right here on YouTube, just a solo one. I'll just get you up to date on on where things are at and what I'm thinking about things. And then we will do one later in the evening when hopefully there's a result or at least something to really really talk about. If nothing else, maybe we'll talk about just the instruction, the implosion or the destruction of the media. I mean that would be fine too. Uh, so probably two live streams on the Rubin Report channel, I'll be with the Daily Wire guys and the Blaze guys and maybe some other surprises. Um, real quick though, this, this third story, it, it's important to get to. So Gretchen Whitmer is the governor of uh, Michigan. She's the one that didn't want at the beginning of lockdown, you weren't allowed to plant plants outside of your house, remember that? Uh, meanwhile, she was found, I think it was her husband's birthday party on a boat with a bunch of people and no masks. Okay, fine, Whitmer, nobody's perfect. Though she's obviously getting Botox throughout this thing that she's got a, a tighter face than Cher. Uh, well, now 
she is requiring restaurants to take the names of customers beginning this Monday or the restaurants will face a $1,000 fine. Remember before I talked about lists? Like the idea you go to a restaurant, we're gonna put you on a list. And then why wouldn't we show up at your house and make sure you're at your house when we think you should be at your house? Do you see what is coming, guys? We are, we are outsourcing all of our freedoms to a bunch of people who are not good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what is in her heart. Does she, in, in Whitmer's heart, in Gavin Newsom's cold heart, in, in Cuomo's heart, do they really think they're doing good? Or are they sort of drunk on power? Do they not really know what they're doing? So they just take every opportunity to get more power. I think that is probably it. That's what these people do. Cuomo, I mean, think about Andrew Cuomo. This man, we know he sent COVID patients back into nursing homes. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think around 30,000 people died because of that. Uh, then he dares to write a freaking book on leadership uh, in a time of coronavirus, which he wrote, right? He didn't write it, obviously he didn't write it. Um, but he dares to promote it as if, as if he was a leader that we should, that we should be looking to. These, these people are actually dangerous. And that doesn't mean that Trump is right about everything. And it doesn't mean the Republicans are right about everything. The Republicans, I don't consider myself a Republican. I, I'm voting for Trump because I think he is the best guy to break this freaking system. I think he is the guy that will give us the best chance of fighting back against lockdowns, of letting us be free again, of letting political incorrectness be cool again. Remember when political incorrectness incorrectness was cool, right? Bill Maher had a show called Politically Incorrect because that was the cool stuff. Well, now these comedians, including Bill Maher, have just become a bunch of hysterical anti-Trump nutbags, right? It's like, we can get past this thing. I think, I think Trump's the opportunity to do it. Um, I, I do want to say one other thing, though, before we, uh, before we wrap. You know, when I started this talk, you know, let's say in the last year, as, as, as I think it became more obvious for those of you that were watching the show, I, there were, I would see comments and people would say, oh, it, it seems like Dave's gonna vote for Trump or Dave seems to be heading in that direction or something like that. Um, you know, and I was trying to be sort of careful about my language because I wanted to, because I, I wanted to be fair and decent and, and something like that, right? Like, and, and there's also this thing that if you say you're voting for Trump, immediately you get this onslaught of people, oh, you're MAGA, you're racist, blah, blah, blah. And I was trying to do something in a, in a measured way, the way that I would do normally, the way I would deal with any other topic, right? Um, but I do wanna say that in the last couple of weeks, and you know, Trump tweeted about me about two weeks ago, and then again, a couple of days ago. Um, and by, by the way, it's not just me that didn't vote for Trump last time in the public sphere that is voting for Trump this time, as I said the other day, Tim Poole, who's obviously huge, hugely influential is doing it. Ben Shapiro did not vote for Trump last time. He is, Glenn Beck is, uh, he did not. Clay Travis, he did not. I mean, a series of people that are, that are fairly influential in, in whatever this world is, ha have made the same calculation as I have. And I assure you, it's not because we're racists and it's not because we're bigots or anything else or because we want to oppress people or be mean to trans people or anything else. It's because we think he's the best vehicle to, to make this country free, to, free again, to make it return to its roots. And it does it, does it seem like a sci-fi movie or a weird, a really weird uh, mystery book or something that it's Donald Trump that's doing it. Yeah, it does, it does feel kind of weird. But the thing that I wanted to mention is that I just want to say this, this has not been without cost. You know, I, I obviously have a lot of you that, that support me and that's great. And, and the RubenReport.com community is, is blowing up and I love 
connecting with you guys there. And as I said, when I went to the rally, I get to meet tons of you guys and, and people hug me out of nowhere and you know say I've had something to do with their political awakening. Although usually they credit Larry Elder for beating me senseless. And then I guess I was just sitting there when it happened and then whatever. Um, but so this has had great rewards for me. And as I've told you guys, I've, I've built a great business here and I'm thrilled to work with the people I work with and do what I do. I wake up with purpose and all that. But I do want to say it's also come with a serious cost. And I've really seen that cost in the last uh, couple weeks because it has affected my relationships with friends, with some family members. I know it's affected even people that are around me that are thought of as you know friends of mine, then they get hit. Oh, now Ruben's supporting Trump. Are you a are you a Trump supporter? Like, and and in another way, it's like, well, that is exactly why you vote to end this thing. You vote to end this monster that has created this situation. Uh, because I have not ended friendships because of politics, and I will always go out of my way not to do it. You know, I played that video of Don Lemon last week, getting rid of friends because they think differently. I, I go out of my way not to do it, and it's difficult. It really is difficult at times, right? Um, when people are hysterical and whatever. But but I just want to say that there has been some cost here because I see, because it ain't easy. And I know what a lot of you are going through, whether you've officially said you're, you're voting for Trump or you haven't said it or, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think it's your duty. I, I tweeted this out this morning. Like when you're done with this video, just pull up Frank Sinatra's My Way. It's like, listen to the lyrics of that song. I think it is your duty as a human being and as an American especially to do what you think, say what you feel like, you must do that. That's why I did that video a few months ago, The Bravery Deficit for PragerU, that so many people don't do that in what at least still today is the freest country in the world. Maybe it won't be starting tomorrow, but it is right now. And if you won't say what you think, if you won't tell the world who you are and what you feel and and it's your right to vote for whoever you wanna vote for. And if you're gonna be cowed and, and fearful of friends and family members who are gonna turn on you uh, because you've come to some logical or decent conclusion by yourself, well then, then we've already lost. So I don't think we've lost yet. And uh, that doesn't mean it's, it's not easy. And I hear that from you guys all the time. And I just wanted to say that because I know it in my own life as well. And, uh, and we could all probably be a little bit better. And I know that no matter what happens tomorrow, we're gonna need some people to be a little bit better. And I will try to be one of those people. Uh, but we will continue this tomorrow. I will be live at 11 o'clock as always. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the day is shaken out. And then as I said, two live streams tomorrow. We'll, we'll figure out the exact times on that. I'm, then I'm with the Daily Wire guys. I'm with the Blaze guys. And, and I hope you get out there and vote. And, and I hope you express whatever you feel and, and don't, don't be afraid of it uh, because the more, the more that you're afraid of it, the more that it will prey on you. So why don't we push back a little bit and see what happens. All right, I'm gonna go get a sandwich and enjoy the rest of the day. I hope you do too and I'll see you tomorrow.